0: Got time for a workout? Ah, yeah. I was hoping you'd call. Awesome. Let me get to my machine. Welcome to the Concept2 Workout Podcast, where we provide coaching and guidance through fun, challenging, and unique sessions on the Concept2 Row Erg, Ski Erg, and Bike Erg. Basic understanding of rowing, skiing, and cycling is helpful before you participate. You can find technique videos on all three movements at concept2.com. We ask that you also read our liability disclaimer posted in our show notes and consult your physician before engaging in any physical activity. Thank you for tuning into As the Flywheel Spins. to another episode of As the Flywheel Spins. My name is Katie and I will be one of your coaches today. Along with me, I have Eric Murray, who is out in New Zealand right now. And we have gotten together to bring you this episode. You're going to love it. Eric is a two-time Olympic gold medalist and has won many, many other championships. Eric, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Okay, Katie, how are you? No, I'm I'm really happy to be here. Um, I work down here in New Zealand with Concept2. Um, As you mentioned, yep, I've won a couple of Olympic gold medalists. I am one half of the famous Kiwi pair. So if anybody wants to Google us, get on Wikipedia. Or there is actually a book. We did write a book um, about our rowing accolades. So um, myself and Hamish Bond, we won eight world championship titles. And... (laughs) Wow. We pretty much have every record conceivable, um, in the sport of rowing at the men's pier. So we had, we had a bloody great time in our career, um, and it was something pretty fun. And yeah, and as I say, it's good to be here on the rowing machine because it's where I spent a vast majority of the, of the last 16, 17 years of my life, um, busting away on the rowing machine. And I did at one stage actually have four, World Records. I think I've still got one. I think I still hold the half marathon, but I'm waiting for somebody to beat it. So um, I'm still waiting for that day. It's going to be a great day when someone beats that. I'll buy them a beer.
0: That's so cool. It sounds like you threw down the hammer. Now you're asking for someone to beat
1: you. <laughs> oh, but that's, but that's that's the way it works. I think that's a great part of our concept too, as well. Um, you know, with the community of people in concept two. Uh, they get on the row machines and now we've got the ski, now we've got the bike erg. You've got the ranking system, you've got your logbook. So not only are people going out there in their health and well-being to, you know, click over a million meters or five million or, man, what, what's a top person up to? Like 30, 40 million meters? Yeah,
0: it's incredible. You know,
1: there's, there's awesome, yeah, there's awesome things to do, but you can rank it in your age, um, you know, and you can go online and say, hey, I'm, on the fifth fastest American, or hey, on, on the ninth fastest in the world. And uh, that's a really cool part about being on the row machines about that uh, sort of community is that there is a lot of things that you can do really around the motivation to, to stay fit, stay healthy um, in, in a sport and on a machine that's, you know, one of the best fitness machines on the market that's low impact and gets you everything that you need.
0: Yeah, awesome. So today, Eric, I thought you and I would work through a nice setup for a little time trial cool. late, a little later on. And the way that I'd love to warm us up is with an actually a workout that is embedded into the custom list of workouts inside of the monitor. And uh, people with PM5s or PM3, PM4s, um, are going to have this workout listed under the custom list. So we're going to cool. utilize this pyramid-style warm-up. It's pretty hefty warm-up, a lot long, for a pretty intense, short, powerful time trial. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So the warm-up is going to take us about 30-some-odd minutes, and our time trial today is going to be four minutes long. So that's a nice solid effort. Um, we want to get our bodies really warmed up for this. And um, it will be a gradual warm-up and we're we are going to follow some stroke rate goals. We're gonna set some of those goals for ourselves as we go through this. Each piece of the pyramid will have a different strategy to attack that different piece of the pyramid. So the format of our warm-up is we're going to do, let's see, we're going to do one minute work and then followed by one minute of rest. And then we're going to do two minutes of work then followed by two minutes of rest. And then we'll go three minutes of work three minutes rest, four minutes of work, four minutes of rest. And that's the top of our pyramid. And then we're going to work our way down. And we'll go three minutes of work, three minutes rest Two minutes of work, two minutes rest, one minute of work, and one minute of rest. And so. what I would encourage you to do is follow along with our minutes on at the stroke rate that is intended for us to work at. And then during our rest period, that's kind of your time. But I would say if you can handle, if you can manage staying on the machine and moving through that minute of rest or two minutes of rest during that period of time off, if you can remain moving on your machine just at light pressure, kind of, we call it paddling, just kind of rowing lightly, that's going to be great. Yeah. That being said, if you also, if you feel like, oh, I need to give my hands a break, I need to give my body a break, I need to stand up, walk around for this moment of rest, go ahead and do that. But as we move through this pyramid of warmups, both Eric and I will will provide some tips and strategies uh, as we approach the next segment. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and turn our monitors on. And to get to that custom list, we're gonna press select workout or the button right next to select workout. And you'll see a menu list that comes up. It says standard list, custom list. Go ahead and press custom list. And we're gonna press the second button down. So this looks like V1 slash one minute R and dot 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 seven. So that just means that there's seven intervals here. Go ahead and press that. And you'll see what our pyramid looks like. You'll see one minute next to one minute second interval is two and two third interval three and three then four and four then three and three two and two and one and one so before you press continue because that's gonna get our monitor set and ready to go let's make sure our damper is set to Eric where do you usually put your damper
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh I love this question I love this question Um, yeah the the drag factor and the damper setting. Um, I have always, and it's just really been about where we were set um, with New Zealand rowing, we, we've we always basically had it around 130. So depending on how much dust in your machine and how good your maintenance is, uh, it normally sits around the 5 mark, somewhere around there. Um, but I do always get on, um, and every so often because, you know, if somebody else uses a machine or if my boy's around here playing with it, um, I'll just have to go back and go into the the menu, select the drag factor, do a few strokes, row for a minute, and then just make sure that my drag factor is actually on the setting that I've got. So, I'm I'm a big avid fan of everybody just needs to find out what drag factor suits them in terms of their body type, um, their ability to be able to do certain stroke breaks, their flexibility, um, everything like that all comes into uh, into factor. So. I definitely think that most people should be somewhere around sort of that one ten to one thirty mm-hmm. for general sort of day to day fitness. Um, if you're doing short bursts and you're and you do have a little bit more power then obviously you can have it up stronger. Um, but if you if you don't have the strength, if you're a little bit older or you, you're struggling with a couple of injuries, you can still do fitness work by pushing that damper down a little bit lower. So those are really the situations that I that I've worked towards and try and and try and get people to understand what the machine does, um, so that they can work it in their favor.
0: Yeah, definitely. We most most of the time we love to play around with the with the damper setting. We'll we'll spend a little time at one, a little time at ten, and just kind of play around with that. Most of the time, our workouts are we set that damper somewhere between three and three and 6 we're, but we're right in the middle there yeah, too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So. Exactly cool um so our damper's set our handle is pulled down into that handle hook we've got our foot straps around the widest part of our feet and we are set and ready to go we can go ahead and press continue and i'll walk us through this pyramid bit by bit we're going to start off with a stroke rate of 20. Uh, we haven't moved yet so we're going to just nice easy warm up for this first minute our pressure is gonna be light. We're essentially just mobilizing for this first minute. Depending on what you would like to look at today, let's go ahead and press the display button. Um, I tend to like seeing as few numbers on the screen, but other people might wanna watch, look at more numbers. Um, I have my pace per 500 meter up on the, on the monitor as well. Um, feel free to adjust that to whatever you wanna look at today. That one minute should be sitting at the top. And if everyone is ready, we go ahead and grab the handle and sit ready at the our catch position. Eric, you good?
1: I'm good, I'm ready to go.
0: All right, sit ready, sit tall, ready all, and row. Here we go. Nice, easy, 20 strokes per minute. Breathe. Pressure is light. This portion's gonna go by pretty quickly. Nice, we're sitting up nice and tall. Our arms are long, nice and light grip on the handle. Using the entire length of the bottoms of our feet to push that machine away. 10 more seconds. Nice, three, two, and one. Good, go ahead and take it nice and easy. You can also go ahead and stop if you'd like. Maybe adjust something that you recognized was out of place. Breathe. We have about 45 more seconds.
1: I always encourage people while they're doing workouts and when they're doing intervals to actually think about their drag and their feet position. And especially when you're doing shorter intervals like we are today, if you actually think, "Oh, maybe if I drop my feet one whole setting or if I lift it up one whole setting, what does it actually do to my technique and the feeling on the machine? Yeah. Because the only way to get better is to experiment.
0: Absolutely, like the drag factor. We're coming into our second interval, two minutes. Let's bump up our stroke rate, ready? Go to 22 here, two minutes at a 22. Let's take our first minute, still nice and easy, getting comfortable at this 22. And on the second minute of this interval, let's add a tiny bit of power By now, we should have that 22 strokes per minute dialed in. Make sure your breath matches your movement nice and steady. Good. We're going to hold on to this 22. I want you to add a little power.
1: Everyone also needs to remember that the machine's always trying to help you out so if you if you let that resistance of the chain take you back to the catch, you're not actually having to do much work on the recovery so you always want to be efficient and just know that that chain is trying to bring you back to the next rope. yeah
0: you kind of like give up to it. 10 more seconds. Three, two, and one, excellent. So two minutes, two minutes is yours. You can paddle, row easy. You can stop and rest. Breathe. Shoulders are relaxed. Play the piano with your fingers. Just keep them nice and loose.
1: I like that piano fingers. That's a great analogy.
0: Yeah. Breathe.
1: I, I think one one thing that people should think about, so as we keep going along this workout, guys, just remember that if you're trying to use your arms, to really pull the handle into the body, you're really just using too much energy because you've got to remember the arms are pretty weak in terms of the general pressure that you can create on the row machine. So if your arms are coming to you nicely with the legs driving that body swing, then your arms should just be able to brush around the back of your body and that'll just help create your speed and your rating because a lot of people get stuck by trying to rate higher, but what they're doing is that, yes, they're putting in all the power, but they're slamming the handle into the chest, and they've not been able to get out of the back and get onto the next stroke. So by just thinking about brushing that body, you might just find that your rating becomes easier, and you can get onto the stroke rate that we're looking for.
0: Absolutely. So, kind of like, Just making sure your body, the point at which the handle is at your body is the very end of your stroke, right? And that's your turnaround point. Doesn't have to go further or hard into that turnaround point. Here we go, our next interval, three minutes long. We're gonna bump up our stroke rate once again to a 24. So take this first minute, get ourselves to a 24 strokes per minute. Yeah. Our pressure is light to moderate.
1: You can even feel that handle speed now coming around the finish as it's driven into the body, round the back, over the knee. That'll really help get that rating and make it feel quite easy and efficient.
0: That's nice. We don't need to bruise our body with the handle. Excellent, so we're at a 24, well into this three minute interval. Let's start to think about adding a little bit of power right at that front end of your stroke. Eric just told us we need to conserve a little energy through our upper body. Let's find some energy in the lower half of our body. Keep your arms nice and long and push that machine away Find that strength from your legs. And find that connection to the handle.
1: Yeah, as we add the power, just remember that we're not trying to make it feel stronger. We're actually just thinking, can I push the legs a little bit quicker? Can I just add twice to think? We're not trying to go and add another 100 watts we only just trying to add a
0: little bit. Nice job. 20 seconds. Two and one, beautiful. Three minutes, row easy. Awesome.
1: Starting to breathe quite heavily over here.
0: (laughs) Good, (sighs) we're getting warm.
1: We are getting warm. Tell you that.
0: So I think. Yeah,
1: it's one. There is there is one thing, Katie, which a lot of people. You know, when it's hard to explain to people how to increase the intensity without automatically people thinking they've got to pull harder or push harder. Yeah. Whereas on the machine, when you actually look at the statistics and you look at the physics of it, you're already doing a certain amount of watts per stroke. And when you increase the pressure, you're actually only gaining about 5%. You're not gaining like double because that's like virtually impossible. That's like sprinting pace. So what you got to do is you just got to think about small changes that are going to add to an overall picture. So it's just going, okay, maybe I will just focus a little bit more on the the very take up or the, the pressure on the legs or the acceleration of the drive. And you're only adding a small amount, but it's actually going to give you more speed and probably the easiest way to explain it to most people is that when we were doing our like general training as an Olympic athlete, we trained about 300 watts, which is which is very very high. But when we went to do a full out 2k, we we're only gaining about an extra 150. So we're not doubling what we're doing, but we're actually going to a max percentage. And so this is the thing that people have got to realise is that don't think about going. And adding a heap more power, just add little bits and you'll find that your speed's gonna decrease and you'll see that change on the screen and you go, awesome. Mm-hmm. But of course the heart rate's gonna come up, the physicality of it's gonna come up and you're like, oh, okay, I can really feel that intensity now. So don't think big change, just think small changes and just watch the numbers on your screen increase and that's the best part about it.
0: That's great advice um i think that for this next four minute piece um, we'll pick out small areas where we can focus on for short periods of time um anticipating those that focus giving us small changes which would overall um benefit our overall power production for the for the four minutes we're gonna make One more bump up in our stroke rate. This is as high as we're going to go today to a 26. Grab your handle if you're sitting still. Here we go. Four minutes on. Take this first minute to get that stroke rate steady at a 26.
1: Remember to let that machine do the work for you. Feel that bungee. Now the is going to take the back to the catch.
0: Beautiful. Excellent. So at this first part, let's go ahead and prioritize that machine doing its work for us and focus on the back end of our stroke. Getting a nice small layback position where we're drawing our hands back, our elbows back behind our body, where that handle gently grazes our shirt at the back end of our stroke. And feel the machine wanting to take that handle back. Let it happen. Wonderful.
1: breathe yeah remember to stay nice and loose don't think about taking the weight in your shoulders Think like we're hanging under the armpit and into those lats, the big strong muscles we want to let the big muscles do the work first before anything else comes in
0: Good, we're halfway.
1: One thing to think about is as we come to the front, we don't want to get to the catch and stop. We want to feel that compressive energy of our legs coming up together. Just as we get to the front, we're almost thinking about pushing away. If we stop and then try and take the stroke, we're going to be too heavy and we're going to get poor. We're going to lose our technique. We want to come in. most almost feel like we're going around the front, not in and out.
0: Final minute. those glutes and core muscles to stabilize. Keeping your body nice and strong. Three, two, and one. Four minutes. Wow.
1: Nice. One thing to remember, everybody, is that when you finish a piece, no matter how short or long, never just stop. I know it's a great thing because you're like, yeah, the time timer's clicked down. But even if you take 30 seconds and just sit it on the machine, no pressure behind the handle, and just move up and down, you'll feel so much better than just stopping. The worst thing you can do and this is coming from an athlete's perspective, is just stopping. If you stop, all the lactate and everything just pulls up in your muscles, and that's where you'd like feel terrible and your muscles get all tight. Where the last thing that you want to do is to continue moving. But if you just move, keep the legs moving, stay loose in the shoulders and the arms, you'll feel so much better after a minute or two, and then you can stop and then you can get off and walk around and do what you need to, but it's a golden rule and all and all athletic stuff never stop you just got to keep moving um, and you'll feel so much better because of it
0: That's great, because you're right, I think so often we're like, "Oh, we see zero, we're done. We yep. roll off the machine. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're saying just
1: take a few strokes. It is the hardest hardest thing to do, and I see it with people that do 2K tests or they do 500 or 1,000, whatever it is, and they see it, stop. And, yes, it's the first first thing your brain is telling you to do is saying, stop, stop, okay, it's telling you that halfway through. But, (laughs) you know, at the finish, it's like, yes, let's stop. But if you actually just keep moving, even if you just let the handle go, and you just move up and down on the slide, I guarantee you, you'll feel so much better um, than if you just like stop. But it's a very hard thing to get your head around, knowing that when you finish, you still sort of got to keep moving. Because all you want to do is lay on the floor and go, oh my God, that was hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll we'll try and do that the, the next few intervals. Um we are over halfway through our, our warm-up. Um hopefully we are glistening right now, uh sweaty, and we're getting warm, or we're already warm. But we I told you we reached our cap for the warm-up um on our stroke rate. So we're gonna maintain that 26 stroke rate rating, and we go down back down to three minutes, a three-minute effort. And what's a good thing for us to focus on, Eric, for this next three-minute interval? Knowing that we're gonna go three, two, one. I'd love to get a little bit stronger each time, a little bit more powerful each time, given the shorter, shorter interval. What's something something we can focus on?
1: Yeah. So the, best, the thing we've seen on the row machine is that everybody has to realize that you're working the drive. And you've got to try and relax the recovery. So I always talk about a work-rest ratio. So when you're driving, yep, muscles are engaged, you're pushing hard, you're doing everything. But then on the recovery, let the hands go, let that chain take you back to the front, and just be prepared for the next one. You know, relax the face. As you say, relax the hands, relax the arms, sit tall. Um, because if you're sort of tense coming forward, you're just wasting energy that can be used to help you recover and also on the drive.
0: Awesome. Three, two, and one. Here we go, three minutes on. At a 26, we should already be comfortable knowing what this 26 feels like. And let's focus on that work to rest ratio that Eric mentioned. During the drive, we're powerful. During the recovery, We're in control, but we are allowing the handle to kind of pull our arms away, to bring our shoulders forward, to slowly bend the knees, compress at the ankles, knees, and hips, preparing ourselves to be powerful once again through that drive. We're on, we're off. We're on, we're off. Always just trying
1: to conserve as much energy as we can. But we know we've got to work hard. So we work, we breathe. We feel the efficiency. We work that drive. not smooth. Feel the knees coming up. Soft knee break, and coming over, and then we're set, ready to take the next stroke.
0: Final minute. Even now,
1: just think about the technique, think about how you're coming around the catch. Just even think about a little bit more acceleration on the leg, the back coming off the leg, pivoting at the hip, and just see if your numbers increase. You only have to make a small change in terms of technique, but you can see a big difference.
0: when I think about being directly connected at the catch through my heels as I push away pushing in two straight lines right towards the front of the machine it's like maximizing my power that push Right in line with the chain. Oh, we're resting. I lost track of that.
1: That was good.
0: Yeah. See, I I continued to row after the interval.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Focus, focus.
0: It's great. It felt good. I've, I watched one of your, your row along workout videos and something that you said in one of those videos were, was like seeking to find that flow. And uh, just those words.
1: Yeah, with, with rowing on the water, rowing on the water is easier because the boat's moving underneath you. So you feel that perpetual motion. So I talk about when I'm doing a lot of work, especially once you get up around 24 to 28 ratings, it's probably the most ideal stroke rate to find it, that it should feel like a pendulum. Okay, so the speed that your hands are coming into the finish are the same speed that it goes out. So if you think a pendulum on a clock, it's just sort of going one-to-one, back and forth, back and forth, That's really what happens on the rowing stroke when you get up around that sort of 26, 28. So it is something to think about, and it it obviously should feel a little bit similar as you go down in the race. But what you tend to see is people driving the stroke really hard, stopping at the finish, and then they've got to race forward. So if you've got this motion, it's almost a like the rowing stroke is a continuous motion. You know, you're never stopping. So you've got to find that momentum with the body to create that pendulum rhythm around the back, that's where you engage the core, you let the hands go, and then it happens around the front at the same time. So trying to find that continuous motion and just that perpetual motion that comes with it is really the way that you can just sit into a rhythm, you let the legs drive down, you let the body weight do the work for you through the stroke. Um, and you can just do that continuous stroke all the time, but however long you've got left on the
0: clock. Yeah. So let's be that pendulum. And also fit in your, your breath, can fit into that flow as well. Let's sit ready. Ready, row, here we go. Two minutes on now. Still at that 26. We're getting comfortable here. So even now, yeah, even now you could
1: feel it. With the hand speed coming into the body, just let it brush around the back and it goes straight back out. Now you almost feel like the same drive time is the same time coming forward on the slide ready for the catch. One to one ratio.
0: One minute down, one minute to go. Work with your breath.
1: Always remember to keep the face relaxed as well. If you're clenching the teeth, if you're squeezing and squinting, if you just let that face loose, open the mouth. If you find that you won't be as peaked in other parts of the body. But it's a really, really funny thing that it all connects together. <laughs>
0: Nice job. You're so right about the muscles on your face. Um, you know, noticing when you are holding on to that pain face, kind of have to let that melt your cheeks and your jaw. Yeah. Affects your shoulders, yeah, you, right? Yeah, even
1: if you now, because if you clench your jaw now or you clench your, face, you know your Squint your eyes, you can feel it coming down into the shoulder. Yes. And then the rest of the body, by default, your hands start to clench. So while you're, while, while it's hurting, or while you're like, man, I'm, I'm in an uncomfortable position, I always, when I'm doing pieces, just, I say to people online, or I say to myself, just breathe, open the face, you know, just try and get that. because the moment you just, you let your face muscles relax, you open the jaw, you open your mouth, all of a sudden you'll actually feel a lot different. Um, and of course it's it's hard to do because the body's like screaming out. <laughs> but right. if you just can think about that when you subconsciously just have a self check when it's really hurting and go just breathe. Uh, like even even try and have like a floppy lip and just shake your face out, you might find that you lose tension in other places. And you'll just make it a lot easier on yourself
0: awesome so we have one more piece we're gonna hold it up it's for one minute um we're gonna hold it at that 26 strokes per minute and i want you to go at a moderate uh pace or pressure um nothing super hard just enjoy this one minute um obviously higher than light pressure but nothing nothing really really hard just enjoy it three Two, one, here we go. One minute, think about the muscles of your face. Stay, keep them relaxed and loose. Notice how that affects your shoulders, the length in your arms. There should not be tension in your forearm or your biceps here either. We're still at a Yeah, 26. really feel that push and
1: the swing and then feel that switch off. That sort of no tension on the recovery. Good.
0: Last 20 seconds. Cruising in here. Three, two, and one. Excellent. So you can paddle for this last minute. I find when I, when I do that, I'm working up in intensity, but then I take my intensity down a little bit. It's always surprising that my numbers on the monitor don't change that drastically downward either. No. So, it's comforting, like it's a mental confidence boost to say, like, I don't have to think that I'm like going all out to have the numbers I'd, I'd like to see on the monitor, too. So.
1: Yeah, generally, when people when people think they have to work hard, what seems to happen is that it feels really uncomfortable. Um, they get a bit stressed. They might not see numbers that they've done in the past, Um, and so it becomes an unenjoyable experience where if you go back to the fundamentals about trying to let the machine do some work for you, um, figuring out the bits of technique that are actually going to generate the power which is on that drive phase, you get those right and you focus on that sequencing, then all of a sudden you can hit those numbers and hit that speed, feel comfortable, feel relaxed, And actually enjoy what you're doing rather than being tense and tight and not living up to your expectations. Um, You know, that's one of the crucial things about being on the machine.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a mental challenge. Um, Sometimes what I like to think about is, you know, what am I actually doing on the machine? And what I'm trying to do is make that flywheel. First of all, I have to match the speed of that flywheel at the catch position. um, And then I want to make it spin faster. And so if I focus on that catching in or locking into the speed of that flywheel and making it spin faster, I envision myself like starting up a lawnmower where I have to accelerate through that movement um, and finish my stroke with some strength as well so that I give it a little extra kick to then give me some time to move back towards the catch to then do the same thing over again. If I think of it in a different way, as opposed to just the numbers on the screen, it kind of makes it a little bit more fun also.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right, so do you want me to take the team through this four minutes then?
0: Yes, I would love to.
1: Okay, cool right so that should be easy hopefully um everybody's had a little bit of a warm down we'll give you another minute um so i i can i can run everyone through this what's what's our target should we just try and get a nice free flow sort of that 26 28 rating keep it nice and loose um and then just sort of build the intensity through it because we're not we're probably not going to go like max out on this are we we just want to like find a really good a good test of our own abilities, right?
0: I think that is that would be a great goal. Um, I think that um, okay. the way that people can use this, it's a four-minute time trial. Um, yeah, I think the way you can use this uh, this piece is as a snapshot of, of where you're at. Um, if you want to do this yep. and make yourself some notes afterwards, you know, you can write down Things like, I, you know, I held the uh, 26 strokes per minute. Maybe if you bring it up to a 28, that would be cool too. Um, you know, you held the yep. stroke rate. And how did you feel during those four minutes? I think that would be a good a good indication of, of where, where you're at in your training.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay. Right. So, team, um, what we're going to do is we'll, in about 30 seconds, we're going to set up our machine just to a, um, a single time workout. And what our goal is on this is we're really just gonna look for rhythm, we're gonna look for acceleration, we're gonna look for how easily we can produce the power and maintain that power. Okay, so I don't want anybody thinking they've gotta really muscle it along. Um, all the focus that I'm gonna work on, and I'm gonna to talk to you while we do this four minutes, is about efficiency, and it's about the machine, and it's about you, just working on a technique and just knuckling down on it and just watching the numbers. And when I tell you to do something, have a look at what it does to the numbers. Does it bring it down? Uh, does it make it worse? Um, as Katie said, because we want to, we at the end of it, go, oh, actually, through that middle part, I was feeling really good. Or, man, I went out too hard and then I died. Um, or, hey, I didn't go out hard enough um, and I wasn't able to maintain it. So we're not looking for, like, a max. We're not looking for a sprint to the line. We just want you to be able to do this so that you get to that last minute and think, okay, I have to focus the technique now, otherwise I am going to start struggling and I am going to get into some bad habits. So when we finish it, yes, we're going to be sweating, we're going to be puffing, um, but we're actually going to be like, man, that was cool. I've now got something to work on going forward. Okay? So that's our target.
0: That's perfect.
1: Cool. Okay, so without further ado, um let's turn on our monitors if they've timed out on us. We'll uh, hit the menu and go to select workout. We want to go down to new workout and we want to go to single time. okay now what we what we need to do is we need to push the top arrow key across and take that up to four minutes, take out the thirty that's probably in the front of it. And once we've got that, you should just have four zero zero. Um, don't worry, if you want to change the split length, it's fine, but it will default it out to one minute. Um, and then we're pretty much ready to go. So before we click the bottom right-hand button uh, for the okay to set up, um, let's just make sure we're ready. Get your feet strapped in. Make sure the handle's ready to go. And because once we press that button, we've only got about two minutes before the screen will time out on us. So we just don't want to have have that disappear on us. So if we're all ready, if you've had a last sip of drink, clean your handle. Let's press that OK button, the tick button, bottom right-hand corner. You should now see four minutes at the top and whatever display that you want. So we're ready to go. So let's all sit nice and ready. What we're going to do is, as we start this piece, we're just going to get into a nice rhythm, look for a nice, easy flow. We'll get onto the rating. Remember, it's sort of a rating around that 26, um, but something that you feel comfortable that we can maintain for this four minutes. So, everybody, pick up the handle. Sit nice and tall and get ready. Okay. Are you ready? Attention. Row. Row. So looking for life length. Remember, free the handles up around the finish. don't want to be slamming it into the body. Brush the body. Handles come in, handles come out. Good. Okay, hold that rhythm. Now on our metronome. Now let's think about our feet. Feel the push off the front legs, feel the hang hang under the armpit nice long arm feel the lead climbing the body remember check that finish hands moving around Okay, breathing sitting tall relax the face As we roll into the front, remember, we roll in and away. We don't stop and try and be powerful. Keep the flywheel spinning. Tap it along. Good. Breathing again. Move the hand. Remember, stay loose. Work the drive. Relax the recovery. Good. Okay, stay focused. Stay loose. Let's the face. Good. Feel the connection. Open into the body. Accelerate the leg. Help chest. Are we moving the hands? Are we loose? Are we relaxed? Breathing. Good. Remember, legs are the big muscles. Let them drive the body. Hang on the arms. Good the push, both feet, metrical drive, feel the sequencing, feel the swing, move the hand, There good, last minute, sitting tall, breathe, give it a little bit more acceleration, if you can. No teaching in the face. Stay out of the shoulders. Feel the rhythm. Continuous motion. Good. They're confident. Take it the face. Good. Give it a last little burst. Feel the push. Feel the swing. All the way to the line. Yeah, nice
0: work. Ooh.
1: Okay, breathe it out.
0: Keep moving. Keep
1: moving. Just remember. <laughs> We're all puffing, we're all panting. Just sit on the slide, move up and down. Catch your breath. Deep breath. Wow. Okay.
0: That was great. (laughs) That's
1: good. Okay, so as I say, the focus on pieces like that, because it's a set time, we've ultimately got to get through it but we're also trying to do it as well as we can to be reasonably consistent. One of my philosophies around pieces is the fact that we should be able to try and maintain our speed right throughout. Okay, and I see a lot of people do it in training, especially on all the forums where they put their splits up and every single split is exactly the same, you know, or that's one meter out and they're like, damn it. <laughs> so they look for consistency in training. So why shouldn't your racing or your piece work be the same mentality? So when we've finished our warm down on this, we can go back into our memories and we can have a look and we can see where we increased, where we slowed down. You know, whether our rate increased or whether our rate slowed down. And all those little things we use at the same time with our feelings of how it actually went. And we can say to ourselves, man, I really struggled in the last minute and my rating dropped. So you can say to yourself, well, if I was actually able to keep it spinning and keep the speed up and the rating up, maybe I could have maintained the speed that I had for that third minute. So it's just little bits like that that we're always looking for, for that constant improvement for ourselves. You know, it doesn't matter what somebody else does. It doesn't matter if somebody else is rating 38 or 40 or they're doing a two-minute 50 split or a one-minute 50 split. Um, It's all about you and what you're doing and how you feel. If you can finish that piece and go, that was really good. You know, I know that I'm going to improve by doing more of them. I know that I stay fit and healthy. I know that I can have a few wines every night because I jump on my roam machine for half an hour every day. All of these little bits and pieces are there for your own personal goals. And there's a lot of people like myself, like Katie, everyone that are just trying to help everyone out. Give their little bits of experience, which may work for you, which may not work for you. But ultimately, there's only one thing that we're trying to do and that's get everybody on the row machines because they're a bloody great machine and enjoy what they're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And every time we learn a little bit about ourselves <laughs> and our, maybe our that's capacity to, to to learn something new. I think um, so this was one of the first times that I've had an opportunity to like practice a, an approach uh, that is different from from what i typically do and and i'm i am definitely one that goes out hard and hot i've been to crash bees a few times and every time on that 2k it's like the third i'm solid in the first 500 solid in the second 500 i i i eat i eat it on the third 500 and i bring it back on the on the last 500 and and it's always that third 500 that third quarter that I really struggle, and today, you know, there's an opportunity every time you you do a workout to to practice something. And today, I was really proud of myself because I I had that like ability to start off a little bit more controlled, as you um, suggested, and really just get into that flow. And you know, I can tell by the by the memory of looking at my workout that the four minutes. it it was a nice gradual build in intensity through that four minutes. And I I was mentally strong through that third quarter. So that, that was really
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people, especially uh, people that are like, they're either new to the machines or they uh, like two K's, obviously not everybody's favorite. um, But I just think it's part of my philosophy because I did so many two K's over my life, trying to, Make it into national teams and, and doing tests towards the Olympics and bits and pieces where I realized that it's the outcome at the end of it that's the most important. And then so I used to sit down and go, well, okay, what's my target? Like what's, what's the goal? Okay. And, and so my goal, <laughs> which is, which is hard to say to everybody, but it was five minutes 42. Wow. So I'm like, got to sit there on, on a, on a 125 and a half split. And I'm like, okay, well, I can, and, and okay, I was one of the fittest athletes in the world on the rowing machine, Um, and so I could get it really low for a a good period of time, but I went, well, hang on, if I go too low, I'm really going to suffer. Would I rather be sitting through the middle of it going, okay, I'm on my max, I'm sitting on the red line, but I can manage this, or do I want to be in an absolute world of hurt with still three minutes to go? And I went, no, I'd rather be in a world of hurt with about a minute 20 to go where I can literally just count strokes. And I know I'm going to get to the finish line. So my approach to it was to try and even my workout, my split the whole way, not go out hard. I'd be within 10, 15 seconds, I'd be on my target and I would just sit into a rhythm. Now, when you do that, like we did today, you might've found that the first 45 to a minute, you're actually like, this feels quite easy. Okay. Now it should, because if you get into that rhythm and you keep it easy, right from the word go, you're onto a rhythm, you're onto the flow. Now, After that minute and into the two-minute and then obviously into the three-minute, that's where muscle fatigue and everything starts slipping in, where you go, okay, now I'm feeling it, now I'm puffing, now I'm hurting. And then obviously you get to the end, where if you start off and you go really hard right from the word go, you get to that minute and you're like, yeah, I'm pulling great numbers. But then they start to slow, and it's also a mental side of it as well, where when you're hurting and you start to see your numbers slipping, you're like, I've got nothing I can do, Like right? I can't pull any harder. I can't push any harder. Um, do I just go with it and fade and then get to the finish and possibly be a little bit dejected because I watched it fade through the middle? Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to just see this, this even part. And so it's really a personal opinion, like yourself and, and anybody else's. There's, there's some people that start really slow and then come back really strong. And then there's other people go really hard at the start And then almost mediocre through the middle. And then same again, Power at home and finish. And that's fine. If that's the way you want to do it, awesome. But doing what we just did today, and it's like what you said, taking notes, finding out, is that the way you want to approach it? If it is, awesome. Um, Because everybody does have a a real difference in the way that they approach everything, even life. Um, And so it's just finding out what works for you, working on it, um, and then just keeping it going.
0: Yeah and that kind of brings us full circle to what you said at the beginning about the foot stretchers it's as it's all about experimenting so this time you did this workout and you approached approach the 4 minute piece a certain way you're going to take notes of how you did that and how did it feel for next time you can if it felt great then you do that again and if it didn't feel great try something different you know it's it's all it is all yeah. about experimenting
1: yeah, and there's so much stuff online. Um, you know, there's so many people on YouTube that are doing things. Uh, and it's the ability for people to actually try things and have a look. Um, and that's sort of why I partnered with, a um, Asensei, who, it's an app that you can get online with. So anybody that hasn't actually heard of, of Asensei, um, it's a, it's a coaching app that you plug your mobile, obviously, with your PM5 and the Bluetooth. And then there's coaching programs from myself, uh, from Shane uh, Farmer from Douglas Rowing There's a whole lot of British uh, coaches on there as well. And what it is, is it's really not just working out. It's about coaching at the same time, because what we're just doing here, we're talking, we're trying to input some of our experience. Um, and and well, we're, when I say expertise, I wouldn't call it expertise because it's so vast and so different. Um, but what we're doing is we're just getting more people to jump on. So they can listen to doing what they're doing and they're actually going to get better. So they're not just going to get fitter. They're actually going to get better by jumping on the rowing machine. And that's probably one of the biggest parts about it is that we've all got goals. We've all got aspirations of, of doing different things that we want to do. Um, and ultimately, how do you do it? You know, if you don't have the experience, like I had, I went to four Olympic games. I had a, I had a lot of experience with using the rowing machine and, and getting to where I wanted to go, but If you set yourself a target, whether it's like a half marathon or, man, I'd love to do a marathon on the rowing machine, you know, those things are pretty cool. Even 5K, 10K, and just trying to break the time all the time, Um, those are the things that you need a little bit of help with if you're not experienced with it. So that's where a 10K came in. And I really do feel strongly about the platform where you're watching coaches, you're listening to doing what we're doing, but at the same time, you've actually got targets and different things on the screen. So the algorithms in the background of the app Actually target your speed. So as you're sitting along, it, it reads your speed and it finds your average. So when we do increase the stroke rate, it'll set you a target and it actually helps you along. So this is the whole thing with getting better and not just fitter. Um, so it's been a really cool thing for me to be involved with. And I just love sharing and giving back because I was in a privileged position where I basically got paid by the taxpayers to sit on my arse for like 16 years and go and win some Olympic gold medals. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, now I really do like going and giving back and enjoy- and giving some of my experience and, and, and yes, a little bit of expertise back to people that are doing something that I was passionate about for so long.
0: Yeah, well, if going through a sensei gives people, if this is a taste of what you're, you're able to offer the community at large, that's really a, a great plug for a sensei to be able to hook up and get some some coaching and guidance from from yourself amongst the other coaches on there. That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, we do. We also do a live stream. So every every Sunday, and we we vary the time because we've obviously got time zones. and And I actually do it on Monday mornings, but you guys you guys are still stuck on the other side of the world, while we're rotating uh, around the Earth quicker than everybody else here in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> So we, we do uh, a live stream with Ascensei every Sunday. Um, so if you jump on the Ascensei YouTube, you'll actually see it. And so if you get your iPad or your computer or your TV or wherever you've got your machine set up, even your phone on the cradle, um, we do a workout every week. And it varies sort of half an hour, 40 minutes. But a lot of the focus is exactly what I was doing here today it's because I know that there's so much difference in the way that people use the machine. Um, You know, we're not all trying to be endurance athletes and we're not all trying to be sprint high-intensity training. So I mix it up. But the sole focus is about technique. And you can see what I'm doing. Um, You know, I've got the my iPad set up so that you see me side on. Um, I talk about it. We ask questions at the end of it and that sort of thing. And so it is a really great way to just be part of the community and for you to do it and go, man, that was pretty cool. Like I could see what he was talking about. So while I do it, Um, a lot of, a lot of the times, like with what you and I are doing here now, Katie, is that we're, we're explaining to people and they can listen to it. But a lot of times a visual prompt is a lot easier to see and to go, oh, okay, I see what you're doing with your shoulders when you're yanking it at the front. And so then I say, right, just think about the looseness under. And then I show some examples and then all of a sudden you try it and you go, oh, okay, that feels better or that feels different. No, I don't like that, whatever. Um, and that's just the case around it. So, it is really cool to do that. So anyone that wants to tune in, um, just go search it on, uh, on YouTube, um, and then you might join us and, and, and have a bit of fun.
0: That's awesome. And, Eric, I will be sure in the show notes with this episode, I'll, I'll link up people with um, Asensei, and then you said a YouTube link to that the Asensei channel on YouTube. I'm happy to do that too. What else? What else is happening with you, and what are you up to these days?
1: Oh, look, it's been a really funny time, hasn't it? You know, something we can look back on and say in our lifetime, this happened. It's been, it's been a pretty crazy few, probably six months now. Um, but ultimately, yeah, as I say, I've been working with Concept 2 here in New Zealand and we've, uh, we basically have been pushing the whole indoor rowing side of things here, uh, working with the CrossFit community. But also at the same time, you know, this year, the, the World Indoor Rowing Champs are going to be done virtually. So, we're just in the moment right now of organising an Oceania Championship, so there's a qualifying route for people that want to go to the indoor rowing championships. Um, and so, of course, we're doing this Oceania Championship, so it'll be either 500 metres or 2k, and you just need your concept too, um, your laptop and your USB cable, and and you're away laughing. Uh, so it's a pretty cool way to be able to get a whole lot of people racing from all over the world um, and in one place, or like obviously in your own place, at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Uh, and that's really cool. You know, going forward, this whole connected communication and the virtual nat- nature of being able to do different things, we're really lucky that we've got machines in our homes that we're probably sitting on right now while we're listening to this, um, that we can do stuff like that. And so we can do these challenges. You no know, concept tour, waste are always doing challenges. There's a whole lot of other places online that do monthly challenges or team challenges or whatever you want to do and that's the cool part about it is it's not just something that sits in the corner you know like a bloody treadmill probably and you use it every now and again there's so much that can be done by using the rowing machine um, which just
0: helps keep us motivated yeah that's wonderful well gosh thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us for for sharing a lot of your expertise Um, I know we are all going to get a whole bunch out of it. So thank you.
1: That's all right. I'm going to ask you a question. What's your favorite workout? Do you have a favorite workout or a favorite timed piece or anything?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, my favorite workout is uh, six rounds of three minutes of work uh, to three minutes rest. But inside that three minutes of work, you do a 500-meter row. And the remainder of the three minutes, you, you get off your machine and you do as many burpees as you can. And your, oh, cool, your your score at the end of the workout because you do six rounds of that. Your score is the number of burpees that you end up with at the end, like the total oh, wow. total number of burpees. Yeah, it it's yeah. A, that is a hard workout.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm I'm very very lucky, and I. And and I I encourage people because I like I know um you know I know the world's changed and and gym sessions and stuff you know people are probably avoiding stuff at the moment but I'm really lucky to have um all my uh I'm lucky to have a ski erg a bike erg and a and a rowing machine in my in my garage and I love just setting up. Um, like an ergathlon and then basically just doing set distances or set times, um, on each of my machines. And so I have friends come around quite often and we just jump from machine to machine, you know, whether it's two minutes or five minutes or, or one minute, you know, and then you do a, an exercise in between. Yeah. Um, it's a, such a great way to get on. And that, and that's really what I enjoy about it at the moment. Um, you know, back in the day when I was, um, ultimately in a, leap a Olympic athlete once upon a time. Um, and here I, I say, it was quite morbid, but um, we used to, our training would either involve 20 kilometers or 60 minutes on the machine. And that was two to three times a week. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about doing it like at a certain heart rate zone, so really pushing ourselves. So my bread and butter, which I <laughs> was 60 minutes at about a 143 pace oh on the rowing gosh. machine. But, but of course that, if you want to be an Olympic champion, that's what the best people around the world are doing. So when you buy into it and you're a youngster and you come in and you, you know, it's no different than, you know, the American woman date's been the top of the world for bloody 20 years nearly. Um, and if you want to make that woman date, you know, you've got to be doing six minutes 40 on the row machine, you know, right. for a 2K. And, and so you've got to sit there at, at a 155 pace for, or, you know, between that and two minutes split for, for an hour when you do your training or 90 minutes because if you want to be in that eight, that's what you got to do. So, um, you know, when you get to that top level, training is not just training for fitness, it's training for a purpose. And that purpose is to be the best in the world. Um, and that's just what happened. So those used to be my favorite because I just used to try and test myself and push myself all the time, um, you know, and then, trying to find ways to to test yourself, you know, to stay motivated, um, you know, and that's when, <laughs> that's when I thought, hey, I'm going to have a go at the half marathon world record um, <laughs> and crushed it, so, you know, that's it's still standing today, um, it's yeah. still a bloody ridiculous record, but um, I know there's a couple of people out there that could do it, but I will say it's definitely not the most enjoyable record to go <laughs> for when you're pretty much on max for an hour and seven minutes, so... Yeah. You know, she's she's crazy times.
0: Tell me, Eric, do you you ever do 2Ks for fun now?
1: (laughs) For fun. (laughs) Um, I did the challenge. There was the team challenge over, was it April or May, I think? Um, I was involved in the team. There was a team challenge over that time through Concept2, and it was a different workout every week um, from like one minute to 6K. I think it was a half hour, and there was a 2K at the end of it. Um, and I will say my 2K was, I think I just did something at 620, but I I just don't do enough training specifically to be at that 2K. And I think that's something that people need to realize as well, that if you do have the goals, you know, if you go, I oh, actually I'd love to see what it feels like, or and you do it, and you'll be like, man, I can see why people think that's like one of the most ridiculous tests in the world. But then you go, you know what, I think I could have done better. And so you start to think to yourself, well, could I use this as a goal? So if you do use it as a goal, no matter what you're trying to do, you do need to like get a little bit of advice or maybe a program from somebody because the more specific training you do towards something, the better you're going to be at it. Yeah. Um, it's no different than if you like, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon. Well, you just can't go and run five k's every day. You know, you, you just got to talk to people and they say, well, okay, you have got to build up. You know, and you got to do a couple of twenty k's and and you might have to do some piece work, and, and it's not just running every day. There's ups and downs and hills and this sort of stuff, and it's no different on a row mission. So you've got to do one-minute pieces, or you've got to do 10-minute pieces, or you've got to do 45-minute uh, rows or whatever like that. Um, it's just this huge mixture to get you better, fitter, um, acknowledging what you can and can't do, your weaknesses, your strengths, and then just being able to put it all together so that you can go out and, and try and hit your targets, you know, try and hit the goal that you set yourself.
0: Yeah. Now, with a sensei, can you let them know what your goals are?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of programs. There's a 2K program that we put on there originally. Um, And so it just does, it does, uh, I think it's an eight-week sort of program, two or three sessions a week, and there's specific training. So it's not just, um, uh, there's sort of piecework, that you do towards it and it's going to set you some targets along the way so you do a thousand metres after the first couple of weeks just to test it out and then it will give you an idea of what your target's going to be. So that's the biggest part about it is, is a lot of times to, to try and find out your 2k time. The only way to find out a 2k time is the 2k time. <laughs> <laughs> know. Um, you know a lot of people are like oh but can't I just do a thousand metres and and add 10 seconds? And you go. Well, you sort of can, but it doesn't quite work like that because, um, when the fatigue sets in, it's not just, I'm getting a little bit more tired. You go from, from 80% to like 10% really quickly. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I have actually 30 seconds behind where I thought I would be. (laughs) Um, and that's the cool thing about that is it's just, it's such, it's such an amazing thing, the 2K test on a rowing machine. Um, because you can either do it really well or you can do it terribly. Um, you know, you can go out too hard and die, or you can go out not fast enough and then sprint, and then you're like, man, my I, time I slow because I didn't go hard enough at the start. Or you can nail it, you know, yeah. and then you do it, and you're like, yeah, that was it, there we go.
0: Rarely is a 2K effort ever mediocre, right? You're never like, oh, oh no. yeah, that was great, because it's the, the time frame of that 2K test is so interesting uh, it you're right it either goes terrible or it goes like spot on <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and and one of one of my philosophies and and what I talk about a little bit when I do my coaching and stuff like that is that the the biggest thing that people don't do and i think it, it well, i've got the experience where i've done it and i've learned about it is knowing what you're capable of achieving now that's probably one of the biggest the biggest hurdles um, but it can be the biggest positive at the same time. So if you go and do you do a whole lot of 500 meter sprints and you're like, yeah, I did six 500s today and they were all, you know, I'll use round numbers and you go, yeah, they were at two minutes. Man, it was awesome. Sweet. I should be able to do an eight minute 2K. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. Mm. Um, and so, but if you do say 10 two minute uh, like 10 500s or eight 500s, and you keep the rest really short, like, I don't know, like one minute instead of having like three or four minutes off in between, um, then ultimately, what you'll find is that you'll fade very badly through all of them. And so what you're sort of ending up on or near the end of it is probably your split that you're going to be able to maintain. But of course, if you don't do those types of workouts or you you sort of falsely think that you're going to go really well, um, that's where you get. Court, and then when you finish it and you do like an 8 minute 30 and you go, why did I go so slow when I was doing two minute splits of 500 last week?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, if you've got specific workouts that are, that are structured, um, then when you go into different things, you'll do it and you'll go, you know what, I did a thousand meters five days ago and I did um, four minutes and five seconds. So you're probably going to sit there and go, you know what, I'm probably going to do an, maybe an 18, maybe an 8.15. Um And then you can actually be quite comfortable with it. But, of course, you've got to be able to do those things prior in order to know your capabilities. And that's pretty much in any different sport, even in work or life, you know, if you turn up to a, a presentation and you haven't prepared for it, how do you think it's going to go? Yeah. Um, and so it's really just about maintaining doing that in the practice so that when you turn up, you know what you're going to be able to do. You know whether you're ready for it or you're going to be slightly slower for it, and you accept that. So when you finish it, and you go, you know what? I hit the same speed as I was doing the other day. I'm happy. So what does that mean going forward? I just need to do a little bit more work. Um, and it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. From from the mouth of an Olympic rower. <laughs> it's really great advice. Okay, well, Eric, I hope we can do this again someday. I mean, this was really awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Yep. No sweat. That's cool. Now, as I say, I really enjoy getting out. Um, you know, talking to different people, um, being able to just share my experiences, and you know, and if I can, I've always sort of said, you know, if I can just help, if I could just help one person, you know, you're doing your bit to to encourage, to motivate, um, and and get it out there, um, and because somebody's using this machine for whatever reason, um, and so if I'm there, being able to do little bits and pieces for them, then by all means, you know, it's always, it's always going to, um, help someone out.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I am certain that you're going to help more than one person. So excellent. All right. Well, until next week, um, go ahead and check out, you can Google, uh, Eric Murray, you can look up a sensei. I've got all the, the links in the show notes for you. Um, please go check them out. And Eric, thank you so much for being on our episode today.
1: No sweat. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. All right.